We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network, Game 6, post-game podcast. I'm Ty Windish, joined as always by the wonderful Rohan Kadi, the excellent Adam McGee of the Eurostep and Winning 6 podcast, respectively. That's all the niceties I have in me because no, I'm no, disgusted. No, 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 we have more, we have more what? niceties. What? Yes, what? Really? Yes, we what have niceties? more niceties. We have Winning 6 merch being wrecked on national TV, time. It's great. I, I don't have the. Oh, it is great. I'm sorry. The Bucks ruined it by playing the, a disgusting Bucks, game of basketball. I'm, I'm not having you take away from people who are buying our merch. I, I, I wasn't personally going to gonna lead off with this. Yeah, I'm, but we're not. Uh, we'll look. Winning six man. If, you, if you're listening, we'll get back to it. keep listening. We, we have words for you later. The winning six man was need literally to, the highlight of the whole night. <laughs> We need to warm tie up a bit first. Say it's like the winning six guy ruled. The winning six guy was a top four Milwaukee Buck tonight. When that's that's sad because they were terrible. Outside of a few guys, we'll get to, but a Giannis masterclass, a Pat Connaughton all time Pat Connaughton game. But some of the worst rotational decisions. This felt like certainly pre championship Mike Budenholzer some. I, the other side of that, too, I will say, we're going to talk about Bud, of course. Also, just like the guys that he's trusting have just been bad. And and those guys deserve, you know, they, they, that's the thing about Bud. He's going to give guys shots. And we've seen it pay off. The aforementioned Pat Connaughton is the A1 example of how it can work over years. But Grayson Allen keeps getting chances. Cannot play. Cannot play. Is not a 16-game player. And it's just continuing to show that game after game. George Hill, I'm sorry, doesn't have it anymore. Also can't play. And maybe you can steal a few minutes, but these guys, Grayson plays 22 minutes. Hill plays 18 and a half, including some crucial fourth quarter minutes. And the same stuff that, you know, we, I think, more reasonably noted because the Bucks, you know, won that game. It's easier to be reasonable about their mistakes when they, they win anyway. They won that game 
six or five, excuse me, despite those limitations and then just lean back into them. And it's not like, oh, Grayson played a bad five minutes. No, Grayson played a bad 22 minutes. The Bucks lost those minutes by 30 points. And then by the end of the game, when Jason Tatum gets hot, it's over. It's too late that there's been too many mistakes already. So I, it's just I, this is the most frustrated I've been watching the Bucks in quite some time because it just felt and, – and credit to Boston. I know you don't – if you don't say this 85 times a pod, it's disrespectful or whatever. Credit to Tatum. Very real 40-burger. Sure. You're, be- <laughs> you're being sarcastic about that, but that is – It's like, true. No, I'm right. being sarcastic about the – like the Oh, the trope. I, I know. The trope. I know. The Celtics did play well. Tatum did play very well. That's not sarcasm. But I just feel like every pot, you have to do that. It's like a law of pot. Like they played really well, credit to them. But also the Bucks shot themselves with both feet, both arms, every appendage repeatedly. And it just drove me crazy. Am I overreacting? It's, no, it's just, it's fun seeing you. It, it's fun is a strong word. It's, it's different seeing you. It's been you a so while heated. since I've been like, it's, yeah, you, we I know. know it's been, I was the, very even keeled. I was very proud of myself. It's a different energy. This is usually my thing, Ty. This is my shtick. I relapsed. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far into it, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this. Thanks for thanks for keeping us on track here, Rohan. Yeah, I'm trying. Well, Rohan's I'm trying, trying to do all the housekeeping. He's trying really hard. You're, you're I let like, the house up. fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Milwaukee Bucks hey. did tonight, and now we're back on track. So you said a lot of things there, Ty. And here's my thing. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You. That was that was a tire fire. There was just four alarm fire after. Is it alarm the rating system for is, fires? Am is. I making you know, that up? No, no, you got it. Okay, cool. Just whatever the highest alarm number fire there are, just like multiple ones burning at the same time. There's not enough firefighters to go put out all the fires because all the firefighters are injured or bad at basketball, and that's just what it is. <laughs> That's just what it is. You okay? Like, but seriously, you mentioned a lot about Grayson Allen. I think we should probably start there. Grayson Allen was very, very, very no bueno at uh, basket hoops today. You mentioned they lost his minutes by twenty nine points. I thought they did like immediately once they like the game started. I thought okay, Bud actually listens to the pod because we stressed on the last episode about if you're going to have Grayson Allen play a ton of minutes, you have to take advantage of Grayson Allen in those minutes. You have to funnel him shots. You have to make use of his offensive repertoire in those minutes he's on the court. Otherwise, there's no point in playing him at all. So he started to get up a lot of shots. They started to give the ball to him a lot. The problem is that he wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're not getting any offensive production while he's leaking points on defense and being hunted on defense, it's just a recipe for disaster. And the Bucks baked up a disaster cake. I have so many analogies. I'm not a, keeping track of it. It was a souffle. It was like a more of a masterpiece than a cake. It was a creme brulee because they're uh, the fire thing earlier. I'm combining two. Oh, things. that's good. Good work, Ron. Yeah, Thank I like you. that. A disaster creme brulee. Go ahead, Adam. First book's offensive possession was, as you know, on a really nicely drawn up play for Grayson. And you're like, okay, it makes sense. If he's gonna be out there, you've got to you've got to work it early. But once that shot misses, you start to feel, hmm, okay, is that a sign I think it's come? And it very quickly became apparent it was. It's the worst he's looked defensively. It's the most the Celtics have targeted him and the most successfully they've targeted him. 
And in so many of those situations, you're just looking at you like, he's not big enough and he's not strong enough. You just need to give yourself every possible chance to hang. If it's going to be Jason Tatum, if it's going to be Jalen Brown. And we've been saying it for games now about Grayson. And we've been calling for Pat to start since game three. Is that... I mean, yeah. Maybe game four is at the latest. Like we're we're certainly more than a couple of games now saying it's it's the move that's there, staring them in the face. It was post game, whatever the first game he started was. I thought against the Celtics. Yeah, that could be right. It's just Pat when he's out there, he is not the world's greatest defender, but he is very solid. He makes life much more difficult than the Celtics are anticipating. That is the complete opposite of what's happening with Grayson. If anything, they're finding it easier than I think they would even believe they're going to in targeting Grayson over and over. I agree with everything you said to open it up, Ty. I agree on Grayson. George Hill is a complete and utter disaster. Uh, this is a real problem game for the books. And this is the scary one going into a game seven because where I think there's a lot of stuff going for them. You're just not getting enough. Like, Giannis is being completely superhuman. Pat is playing out of his mind. We're still getting a very mixed bag from Drew, but Drew was not, like, way off the boil that you can't live with what he gives you tonight. The problem is, you look beyond that, and it was bad. Like, Bobby was really quite bad offensively tonight, doing great work on the boards again. Like, he's fully committed and engaged, but not his best by any means. Brooke, it's just a tough series. It's become really tough for Robert Williams out. Like, if anything, the Bucks would like Robert Williams to come back because it could bite him some Brooke minutes and they just need another capable contributor. Uh, Wes, I would like to see some more shots for Wes if they could have found them. But a long stretch of this game was not really looking for your shooters or drawing up those kind of plays because it was Giannis in takeover mode and he was up to the task. Started the second half not very well and then just finds a second kind of surge and goes again. He was absolutely unbelievable, as we've come to expect, as we certainly expected under the circumstances real, of a chance to close out the series. Real quick, 44 points on 14 of 30 shooting, 14 of 15 from free throw, two, for, two from three from three, 20 rebounds, six assists, one steal, two blocks, four fouls, picked it up. Four fouls, was that the second quarter? He was third playing before for was the early third, oh, was though, it the right? third, the early third. I know, it was, he played a long time with four fouls. Almost got the fifth. Good challenge by Bud. There ends the good Bud stuff section of the podcast. Uh, but Giannis was otherworldly, as you said. First 40 and 20 game in the playoffs since Shaq in 2001. First 40-20 game with six assists ever in a playoff game. Oh, wow. Just ridiculous best player just what there's no debate guys insane guy just needed like one other guy to step up and they can win this game yeah i mean that oh issue my God, is Giannis goes Chris Middleton. Giannis goes 44 but tatum and i shouldn't have even been sarcastic 46 and yeah. it's like if tatum's gonna match Giannis's output and everything else is gonna fall apart it's either going to be an insane rock fight or the bucks are going to lose and tonight the bucks lost because Marcus Smart puts up 21 on five for nine from deep. And Jalen had a nice 22-pointer as well. But the Celtics didn't have anybody else with more than 10 outside of those three who all had 20 or more. Tatum, obviously, with 40. The problem is the Celtics had two other guys with 20. The Bucks had zero. Drew was next with 17. 
Then Pat with 14. Talk about someone who should take more shots. Can we talk about Pat Connaughton ran two straight pick and rolls with Giannis? And they were, I, I think, are we, we're, past, we're past five minutes. We can swear on YouTube. They were fucking perfect. Where has this been? He's been on the team saw, for we, five years. We saw a little bit of it in the playoffs last year, especially in the finals. We it saw little perfect. shades of it. But, like, my goodness. Well, it, a lot of it a lot of it is because Giannis is a screener. He it's, demands yeah, so it's, much It's attention. a cheat code. It's really good. There, but, there like, are a lot of guys who, who are making those simple passes, though. And, like and Grayson it's, it's is a, it's a prime example. Grayson is not doing that anymore. Too many guys, they start the screen, Giannis rolls, and the other player just kind of, like, stops and then throws it over the top. And there's no momentum. Giannis has to stop to get it. Pat is, like, on the move, throwing dimes and setting him up perfectly. I don't know if they really went to it again, which, again, a classic Bucks thing. But I want to see more of that. Like, Pat should start. And when Drew's off the court, like, put the ball in Pat's hands. I'm at the point where it's – I saw it work twice. That's two more times than I think I've seen anything work all night without Giannis directly on ball. Like, do it more, please. And he had two great drives and finishes just so attacking good, off the dribble. Just right it's under just- the basket. Just Incredible. pure, like, oh, this is this is a potential closeout. I'm doing everything I can. I'm delivering. Unbelievable. Like, really, we've run out of things to say about Giannis. We're running out of things to say about Pat because of what you expect of him, what we used to see of him. Like, I always had a soft spot for Pat. I certainly didn't think he was this. Well, I know anyway. everyone didn't have, like, fondness for him for a long time. His transformation as a book... I know talking with Jordan about this recently, and Jordan has said, like, we don't talk about it enough, and even more so with what Bobby has become. But Pat is, like, the centerpiece development project of the Bud era. Bud arrives, and it, all the talk is about Wing University. That's what he'd done with the Hawks. Unfortunately, uh, Sterling Brown, those kind of projects don't work out. But Pat is the one that we've, like, forgotten about as a development piece because he wasn't a rookie coming in on the team he wasn't a player drafted by the books but my god the guy the guy he is now it's just night and day he was like a 10th man in his first two years with the bucks maybe not a 10th man but he like he wasn't a playoff guy right like he's just kind of there he didn't shoot very well he's just an athletic guy and then he went from that to literally was probably the second best buck in this game and i'm i'll go as far to say pending you know whatever happens we're eons away from the offseason hopefully Pat is should like forget the rest of this series. Pat should just be a starter as long as he's still on the team. Like I, I just think maybe we've overthought this for a while. And I know he didn't have the greatest regular season. He had some injuries, but he's just really good at, at everything. He's we've always said he's their most well-rounded option. Maybe just start him. Like maybe just lean into that. It also seems like he always gets a ton out of Giannis minutes. He plays really well around Giannis. I think the Bucks have to all the way lean into that. Did you guys know that he played baseball? Bad facts. Bad facts. <laughs> Shout out to our Discord. Yeah. Um, but but no, it, he, Pat, he meshes so incredible. well is, is the thing. Like, that's what you're saying if he was to start. He just meshes so, so well. Like, he's great at facilitating. I don't necessarily mean that in terms of the way we saw tonight, although maybe he is. Yeah, maybe that's the next step Maybe he is. But he's great at facilitating those around him to be the best, which is very useful as your fourth or fifth starter. Do I don't even know if I do it. Huh? Do we think they actually do it in game seven? Uh, I think Bud in game seven, does? there's, I would be astonished. I was astonished with some of Bud's decisions tonight, but I don't know how. Yeah, it's not even just after this game now. Like we're, we're on game after game after game of Pat and Grayson. Like when you're coming to your closing lineups, the second game in a row where it's like, there were the five guys we talked about last time and that's all you're able to go to. 
it's a problem that that is all you're able to go to. But I think at a certain point, you're going to have to start those guys. At a certain point, there's definitely a game set. Yeah, I will say Grayson only plays seven minutes under eight minutes in the second half. And um, I can't find him. Did he not play in the fourth quarter? I don't think he played in the fourth no, quarter. No, not even the garbage I think, time. Yeah, I think so. George, like when George was in, him was a disaster <sighs> to start the fourth. He was in, though, because at that point it seemed like Bud had decided no more Grayson. It's just we've talked about it, and we talked about the place for Javon is in place of Grayson. You yeah. know, and you, you could actually point, get yeah. the shooting. You're going to get better defense. Yeah, but even now the books seem to be treating those as kind of an either or Grayson or George. Yeah. Well, there's an easy solution. It's Javon. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, in fairness to – like Hill was terrible. Bobby probably should have played over more in the fourth quarter. Neither of them hit a shot. They both took one and missed. Neither of them were all that useful in the fourth anyway. I do think it would have been optimal to play Bobby. It's just crazy we haven't seen Javon get a shot at any point, really, since since Hill got healthy, since early in the series. Like Healthy in quotation marks. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. He was, he's just been so good. And I just don't get how you see how little, how nothing, how ne- negative, opposite of nothing, negatives. You can't even just use, what are they called? Whole numbers? You can't even use whole numbers to describe what Grayson gives you because it's less than zero. Is whole numbers start at one or zero? Whole numbers are numbers that are not decimals. You're thinking of positive and negative numbers. No, there's another. Mm, uh, we'll research this later. I, there, there's a term I'm thinking of. But there is a term, but it's not holdovers. Okay. But Javon needs to get a shot. Like, I just don't understand it. I know Bud sticks with his guys, everything else. George is in the right spots, but he can't do anything in those spots. So I don't know what that really gets you. Like, Darvin Ham knows the system. He would be in the right spots. He's probably not going to help. Maybe more than Grayson, but he's probably not going to help just because he's I don't in the know, right man. spots. If you throw Darvin Ham out there, you might get some action. Ham sandwich? Maybe. I mean, what is he, 50? 40s? Something like that. Don't let me shortchange him. But I don't think he's quite 50 yet. But he he's 48. 48. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Darwin. But I, I, Javon needs to play. I want to see Javon in the first quarter of Game 7. That sounds like a crazy thing. And I know you're not supposed to play. You shouldn't play that many players in a Game 7. There are other guys who should not be playing. And then you can play one less player and Javon Carter and be a net super positive. Like, I, that's why you should you should have given him a shot in game five at some point when Grayson was obviously not able to go. Should have given him a shot to start, not start, but play the second half or second quarter tonight's game. Because now if you do play him and he doesn't play well, then it's going to be, oh, Bud's an idiot. You can't throw a guy into the fire game seven. I think you kind of have to, but it's not a great option. Why is Rohan laughing? I just thought about- of no, I just saw one of the greatest tweets of all time. I'm sorry to flame you, Matt, but at HP Basketball oh, said he boy. would have given Rodney Hood minutes in this situation. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was that was quote tweeted to oh the Dante Divincenzo trade was such yeah. a bad idea. Uh, I mean, I honestly, the Dante tweets, um, which Rodney aren't coming from Hood. books fans, Big Rod. Clear. Big Rod would have been better than Grayson tonight. I I'll say I, that. I'll say that. I don't know. What about what about a certain other? No, you know? no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, the the one thing with 
as you pointed out, you really shouldn't be playing that many guys. And it feels like they're down to six playable guys. And with Brooke, that's going to depend on, you know, picking your spots. And if Robert Williams does come back, which it seemed like he was going to be back for game seven from the reporting earlier. It seems like he is that close. They were just taking kind of full care with that. We'll see. Do we think he's going to just drop George or Grayson out of the rotation completely? Yes. I mean, no, not. I do think, think play. he will do it. No, I think they'll play, but I think he has to have a really short leash. I mean, we, we literally saw this last season. We didn't. Like, what? We literally saw them go to one bench guy in game seven last season. It's possible. I don't, they didn't actually, though. Bryn played five minutes. So nearly. So two bench guys. And Thanos has played 51 seconds. This is a wild tie my score. Point, tie my point still stands. Well, no, but I think I think no, but I think five minutes should be the Grayson thing. I think okay. that's that's how it should be. And I don't think it will be because I think Grayson probably played more Did than Green Forbes really play five minutes. That's I, yeah, well but he got a he got a which is ideal for Grayson where he's playing too, which is Okay, this could be the night where his shot's falling, and if his shot's falling, we want him out there. So we'll give him five minutes, and let's test. Blood is obsessed with that idea. But but here's the thing: Forbes played 11 minutes in Game Six of that series versus Grayson, who played what 22. And I think the second half trend is worth watching, but still, it stands that he got so many chances and did nothing. One for seven, one assist, one turnover. Three fouls. The thing for me is, I, I couldn't believe when he was getting the minutes he was to start the third. I couldn't believe then. It was a run at like every time. Six and a half minute mark when they finally found a little bit of something. They take a timeout, and I was like, okay, Pat was at the scorer's table before the timeout. And yet they come out of the timeout, and Grayson's still in then, and he's in with Bobby. And we've talked so much about that. So it's obvious. Like, just don't put the two of them in together. Uh, that's the thing that's hard to understand. And then when Pat's only playing thirty-three minutes, and like look at he's clearly good fairly on. Look at look at West, but West, we do know what age he is. Pat is one of the fittest, like best conditioned players on this team, and we've seen him last year in the playoffs when called upon. Like he can go forty minutes, so. It's not like you need to keep his minutes as low as that. It's it's just that's not good from Bud. That I, really is. I think did you tweet Ty that it's the worst since the Nets series? Easily, I it's, think there's zero doubt about that. I think honestly, tr- truthfully, I think it's the worst I've felt about him, maybe since the Miami series. Because I think part of the Nets series, like, all right, it's KD, like. He wasn't. He doesn't. Didn't do great coaching, but I didn't think the roster, the rotation, was as inexplicably bad as it was here. I understand the point about Wes's age. He didn't hit twenty-eight minutes. Al Horford is defending Giannis. He's thirty-five. He played thirty-eight minutes in this game. Wes can't get thirty-four. I, I mean, feel like he could. Has he looked gassed to anyone? They're different people. Well, yeah, they are. But did Wes look gassed? Well, my, my thing that I will I, I agree with you on that is, start of the fourth quarter, again, you, Grayson can't play. He brings in George. Wes is sitting. That's when the momentum that they had got going goes away from them again because, as we've said for games now, 
aside from anything else, George Hill's clearly not in the best condition with his neck injury, with everything else he may have going on with his health and with his age just generally. He's too small, though. It's just, it's really simple. He's too small for Tatum. And the Bucks keep trusting him on Tatum and the Celtics keep working to get Tatum on him. And it's like, that's part of the fourth quarter story and part of, let's, let's just for Jason Tatum, I mean, you mentioned the net series in terms of his KD and maybe you could put some sack. This is, this is the most KD like we're ever going to see anyone else. Like it's, it's a little bit disturbing to get to another East Conference semifinals against a really good team and have someone else do what KD was doing last year. But Jason Tatum, he did that today. Like this is, this is a next level performance. It's what I've kind of feared all along. I hoped wasn't going to happen. So, you know, we could just move on and be like, he's a fraud, but I've said it from the start of the series. It's like, if the Celtics are real, Jason Tatum has to be real. He has to show he's the next level guy. Out dueling Giannis on the road, when Giannis played as well as he did, you know, win or go home, that is really, really impressive. It goes back to then also Book's approach to this. And that ties into your West minutes. It's like, if you want to slow Tatum down, you really need Wes out there as much as possible. Like your point on Horford and his age, when Giannis comes out of the game, Al Horford comes out of the game. When Giannis goes back into the game, Al Horford goes back into the game. And you're looking at a 15-minute differential between Jason Tatum and Wes. Like that's obviously you can't ask Wes to go blow for blow with him for the entirety of the game, but bridging that gap is definitely fair, and it's gonna have to happen in Game Seven. Less than six fourth quarter minutes for Wes Matthews. Yep. <clears throat> oh man, man, man. there's just disaster class. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, Giannis was good. Pat was good. The winning six shirt guy is the third best. Can we talk about him now? Will he allow yeah. it? Just, yeah. I don't want to put it right at the end. No, it's good. Yeah, well, yeah. So, man who got plenty of, plenty of TV. Really time. good the cam- screenshots. The cameras loved him. The cameras loved the shirt. It was kind of a scenario where, at that point, I was like, yeah, maybe if they win this in six, a cameraman's already spotted the shirt. And it's been like, yeah, we'll go back to him late in game, you know? That's perfect, but guy behind the baseline, um, the way the books were shooting in the first half, winning six shirt, repping GSPN in the building. We we haven't identified him yet, right? We haven't. I've put out the call, so we got to assume he's either one follower on Twitter, two listens to the podcast. Yeah. So winning six, man. If if you were in the building, if you were in the building behind the hoop. Good seats. I, I don't know. I don't want to estimate how many rows back, but good seats. Get in touch with us. Get in touch on Twitter. Maybe during the Discord. That'll make it really easy. But uh, get in touch. Uh, send us proof that it is in fact you, and we'll uh, we'll hook you up with some more winning six merch for. I don't know. Maybe maybe with those seats, you're going to Boston for Game Seven now, and you're going to wear <laughs> winning six merch in the building there. If but, we, can we? How fast can we make a, a win in six? But it, the six is crossed out, and it's a seven shirt. We don't have the technology, <laughs> do we? We don't. Here's the thing: we uh, do have the technology. It's called a marker. A marker? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm wearing a new witted six design. This is this is. I was hoping we were going to unveil this in a much more you know 
positive celebratory win in six kind of way but it is the name of the podcast like can't do a whole lot about the fact <laughs> that the books didn't hold Rebrand. up their end of the bargain but alternate win in six merch now on the store gspnstore.com the little the mic is covering the isn't there like a yeah yeah there we go yeah there we the go wing that's nice gspnstore.com gspnstore.com we've got all sorts of new win and six merch up there with the alternate logo it, it's really good I'm, I'm definitely biased i'm not gonna say i'm not but it's really really good so make sure to check that out and hey pick some up and who knows you could still get a chance to be on tv for the eastern conference finals the nba finals the books need to figure some stuff out bud needs summer to uh, make some decisions <laughs> summer league sure uh, I won't see it, so people will have to alert me in that case, but <laughs> we'd appreciate it all the same. The NBA draft, they still have fans go to that. You can watch the Bucks trade their pick yeah. live. It could be like when I do my day's worth of research for the yeah. draft. I just like I crunch drafts. For doing that. Like, I'm doing it this year. Don't. I'm locked on oh, one great. guy. One guy. I'm locked on to one guy. I won't. If they don't take him, I have nothing. <laughs> well, that's not how it works, though. That's, you got to do all the research. That I'm out on draft prep and will defer to more knowledgeable people. But back to this game. Yeah. Should we talk about Brookie Cookie? Yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, I won't be a long combo. They got him more involved offensively, which we've been asking for. They still lose his minutes by 22. Some of that is the Grayson effect, but those are the two guys who had really bad plus minuses. And I know single game plus minus is very noisy, but the simple fact that it tells you is they lost the minutes with that player by X. Sometimes there's a reason, sometimes not. George Hill has the best fourth quarter plus minus. Sometimes there is no reason. But I think Brooks was indicative. I think his dwindling minutes, he hasn't played in, I think, two straight fourth quarters now. There's just nowhere for him out there without Time Lord playing. I mean, they were giving Grant Williams wide open looks, and Grant Williams just can't do anything anymore. But when the Celtics go with Derek White as the fifth guy, there's just nowhere for Brook that works, and he's just not able to defend the rim effectively against the way this team is playing. So it stinks, but you know that's why you really, in Game 7, and I think probably after Brook, we should segue to how can the Bucks win this thing, but... I just think it's going to be hard for Brooke to hang in for more than 20 minutes if you can even get 20 more minutes out of him, given that Time Lord does not play or does not play much. Yeah, it's it's really all going to hinge on Time Lord, isn't it? it yeah, really I, just, I don't know if there's a way you can scheme him minutes. I, mean, I guess you could just try and have him hang with Horford, but you can't just keep giving up every switch because then you've got him on Tatum and Brown and White, and that's just not going to hold. And in a tough, tough look for weaponize your size, Tatum loves, loves Brooke there. Brooke is giving good contests. Tatum just, his eyes light up and he's just making that shot, particularly tonight for fun. Like, I'd guess that's where that minus 22 comes from. It's just he was bleeding shots on Tatum, pulling up and making trees over him. Everybody except Giannis, Drew, and Wes, Tatum sees food. Pat, kind of. Pat, kind of. He, he Pat, sees food or yeah. Pat, but he doesn't necessarily always he's not get the results. He's, yeah, he's only exactly. snacking. He's not, he's not having a feast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do we want, do you want to hear Bud ask? Uh, well, I, I just don't know if you up, do. Yeah. Do you want to hear Bud ask about <sighs> Grayson Allen's minus 29, 22 minutes? I have to, but I don't want to, but I, we, we have to. So this is from Eric Name. Yeah, no. The plus or minus is a tough stat, and sometimes it's good, but Grayson is doing his best. That group, I don't think we started the third quarter. The start of the third quarter kind of stands out to me. And we'll look at the film, and I'm sure Grayson could be better, but as a group, it's really on all of us to be better coming out of the third. That stands out to me. And he had some good looks, just some nights they go, some nights they don't. Sometimes you get good looks. I don't know when they got their transition points, they can flip. You make one or two of those, he feels a lot better, less transition defense, more half-court defense. But as a group, we got to be better. That's not bad. That's not bad. That does my not. Only, that's not a. That's not a defensive grade. My only. My only my issue only, with that yeah. though is more half-court defense is not like that. Does not spell good things for Grayson either. That's not, not like, my. That's not my thing with it. My thing with it is that he specifically points out the third quarter when it's like, bro, there was an entire first half as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the, Bucks, going well. the Bucks just don't take first half seriously and don't start trying until 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So Bud just kind of writes off the first, like, eh, who cares? We'll just take the first the fourth is, quarter. The first is kind of interesting, though, because, like, at that point in the game, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, maybe we just can't think like this anymore, but the Celtics' entire offense was made trees. Yeah. They started, what, 5-5 five, five, five from deep? I think so. And not in like exclusively awful breakdown, wide open trees like the books usually give up. So you're kind of shrugging your shoulders because the books are right there with them. And the Celtics had no interest in going inside. And the feeling then is like, right, well, they're not going to beat the books just with the three pointer. They outscored them by 30 points, though, overall, with just long shots. So. They didn't, but they certainly did more than enough damage and it carried on beyond the first quarter. Um, but points of the paint probably needs to be needs to be a bigger gap for the books, although when Giannis is getting to the free travel line a lot, that's going to bring that down. Celtics getting more free throws, though, is surprising in this game. It didn't really feel like that either. I'm not saying that as like some claim of the officiating, just to be clear for... I don't know. All fans. I thought it was fans, a solid, a solid game overall. Don't, a couple that I griped with, but that's pretty normal. A couple. I think George Hill. There was one of him and Tatum in the fourth quarter that was very, very soft at a time where I thought every call mattered a lot. Bobby had verticality, and I think a Jalen Brown drive. It was Jalen. Yeah. yeah. But again, I just, like eh, just think, I just think he caught his arm a bit. But. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. It was a tough one. I think in the playoffs, I would want to let that go. I but. think I think it's a little tough when you, 
obviously are letting Giannis get hacked. Yeah. And then you just you're a little softer. But I mean, Giannis but again. it's like that's that's what it always is. I know he I know he went to the line. He got only 15 times. Yeah. yeah. 15 he attempts. He gets hacked I mean, a lot, for sure. That's the the reason the Celtics went to the line more than the Bucks is because the Bucks only had like one guy who was actually trying to do anything. You know, that's yeah. all those other players were not having the problem. They're not getting to the line. Um Pat maybe could have got to the line if they could have stopped them, but it just turned out they could not stop Pat. They couldn't even foul Pat. Uh, so I, I like who are we looking? Drew. There are still too many pull up trees from Drew. I don't know if we have that any. transition attempt where it was three, three on, on one two. and he just oh, pulls yeah. up. I'm like, awful. bro. I mean, they baited him. In, they baited him into doing it, but also just you don't have to. Like they both went with the other players because they were like, "Oh, we know what Drew wants to do," and Drew's like, "You bet, you bet, you do." Drew, Drew saw his uh, his uh, Lost Kingdom stars in the crowd. He was like, "I got to do it for them." He wants to pull that sword out so mf bad. It's an axe. Huh? Oh, sorry. Is that not a sword? I don't watch the show. I thought it was a Pretty sword. Sure it's an axe. I thought it was a sword too. I thought they talked. What are you, what are you pulling an axe out of? What do you put a sword in? A sheath. Yeah, you. It's an axe sheath. <laughs> All right, Rohan. I think you're taking two L's. I got to Google whole numbers later when someone else is talking. But Oh, God. I but, think you don't want to keep bringing that one up. You've lost the, about For the fouls, George Hill gets five in 18 minutes because he can't keep up. Grayson has three in 20, 20 minutes because he can't keep up. Brooks somehow only had one. He felt like he got beat at the rim a lot, but uh, I thought he fouled more and he didn't. But I, I just think there were some guys on the Bucks who just kind of fouled often, so that was – the story there like you said adam i didn't think it was egregious or, or overly one-sided either way and which is good i'm glad at the, i hate games that we talk about the officials a lot after and like this was a like just to say and i because we're probably we're in the heat of it and obviously we're very invested this is an incredible series and like when the books are making their comeback in this game and it's like fighter was really rocking it, like this is a great great game and i'm sure to be a neutral observer in these games, like that's something that's really resonating, even though we're probably not getting to, we're definitely not getting to enjoy it. I don't know if any of this is particularly enjoyable, but yeah, the officiating for all of the kerfuffle around the officials and the changes to officials and everything that went into today's game, largely stayed out of the way. And the game was one that wasn't dominated by discussion of calls, which is an improvement even on some of the games we've seen in the series. I'll take the L here. It's a sword. Yeah, that's my bad. Take him with grace. I'll admit when I'm wrong. That's the only way you know how to learn, you know? For sure. It's natural numbers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so we were both. So you're also that. taking the L? Yeah. Over here? yeah. Okay. Well, I knew it was I knew it was a thing. I just I thought it was whole numbers. It's not. So it's I think natural the, the, numbers. The moral of the story is that neither of us were listening to Adam. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a really long pause. You're both just checking to <laughs> see if you're Googling. actually right. You're both just hoping beyond and, hope that you're right. And neither was. The worst part was I caught all of what you said, and then at the end I locked into this Wikipedia, and then <laughs> I lost a little bit. But I'm sure the listeners thought it was great. Uh, let's talk about Game 7, I think. Uh, do we have anything else for, for this one? Um, Man, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have one thing of... It would be great if we could get the Al Horford games and we could quiet down Jason Tatum again because he's now had six points combined, I think. 
in the last two games and that has not made things any easier for the books. Do you think so. that's Wait, strategic, Can we blame though, Adam or? for it? Blame who? You. Me? Why? Yes. Ever since you called Jason Tatum's 30 fake, he's been yeah. Oh, right. Well, I did have the conversation. We had a, an animated conversation on that same episode, myself and Ty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing it, like, as in, but Jason Tatum is the problem. Like, Al Horford can make as many trees as he wants. I don't care. That's uh, not going to No, lose. see, that's where I, it does it's matter. Not lose. That's not the thing that is single-handedly. Like, if Jason Tatum goes for 35 and Al Horford is 7 of 8 from deep, yeah, that's going to lose you a game. But that's not what was happening with Tatum earlier in the series. His efficiency was like scraping the floor. He wasn't even getting up to 30 kind of point range up until he's been building last three games. You certainly don't want him to build again and keep that upward trajectory going. But I, I don't know. I, I it's it's a risky point to to shake things up and maybe bring greater focus. But it's something you're gonna have to consider because you don't necessarily have enough bodies, enough players who are well-equipped to defend them to match up across 48 minutes and just be able to trust in that right now. Yeah. Unless we're going to see Giannis on Tatum or something like that, but Giannis is going to have to do so Full much prediction. on the other end. I know, it was your call. But uh, can Giannis do that and no. do everything else? Like They're going to need him to play Maybe like 46 for, minutes. Maybe for one minute or something, but not not for much more than that. I think my, my thing is just you got to do both. And you know, there's only so much you can do about a Tatum guy, but... Like not putting George Hill on him or letting him get to Grayson Allen purposefully, that's what you can do. And the Bucks just have to do that. It's just no I mean you talked about how they should try and toggle a lot of Wes's minutes with Tatum, especially in the second half. They should all they should do the opposite of that with Grayson or maybe Hill, if you're gonna play either of them. Put them in as soon as Tatum checks out. Because, you know, Jalen Brown also can hunt Grayson, but He's just not as terrifying, despite whatever that was game two, as as Tatum is, who is showing us why everyone was ready to anoint him as a superstar. Is he first team All NBA this year? Or is he second? Yeah, he's first. Second. No, are they have they announced it yet? No, they haven't announced them. No, it's like oh. what does I know that we don't? He's not gonna. He's not gonna be first. First team forwards are gonna be Giannis and Embiid, Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they're going to have Embiid second team again. No, they're not going to do it. I think they are. Okay. I w- even if that happens. Now then it's him. They're not going to give it to KD. KD. He didn't play enough. I think they would give it to KD. I think Tatum had more MVP votes than KD. We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah. I'd be very surprised by that. I think it's certainly in the cards. He's that level it of is. player. That's for sure. And Bede would deserve is, to get angry about that. Oh, yeah. It happened last year, too. I, I agree. I think this he should be voted on seat. like two months ago. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Tatum had a great year, and the Celtics were really good as well, as we've yes. heard at night. <laughs> we have heard. Did you guys know that the Celtics have a good defense? I, I If I didn't, I do now. Well, not, yeah, they, they do have a good defense, but not, not all as a. Uh, as opposing in the playoffs. I'm making fun of the I know you are, but what's the best defense for the Celtics in this series? It's the Bucks offense, unfortunately. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best Bucks defense is the Celtics offense. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and when except when Tatum decides to just not miss again. 
He right. made as many threes as the entire Bucks team today, by the way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, again, it's real sad when Giannis is. God, thirty percent of your made threes. I can't do math, but three, two of seven. Yeah, 20, 29%, yeah. Jesus. It, it really hurts to lose Ayanis 2 of 3 from deep, 14 of 15 from the line game. It's brutal. Well, let's let's start the keys for game seven there. Don't shoot 7 for 29 on threes and let Boston shoot 17 of 43. There's a good place to start. I think you're right. Well, let's let's just let's throw them out. Let's throw out everything that we feel. Do we like. have faith that they'll do that? A little, I think, better than this. This is two games in a row. At this point, you just have to be due, right? I just it's Bobby. We just need it from I mean, Bobby. Think of that most of the series, and it hasn't yeah, quite well, most of our lives. I think that's also fair. You know what I'm seeing? There's one guy for the Milwaukee Bucks that can come out hit a bunch of threes. It's a nice. Nice tall wing by the name. His name starts with J. It's Jordan Wara. It's James oh. Christian Middleton, is it? Yes. I'm no, just oh. kidding. <laughs> it's James Christian Middleton. Oh, Jim. Big Jim. Yeah, big Jim. Oh. No, big Jim's big Jim. Yes. Jim Ozars. I don't even I don't even wanna I don't even wanna talk about the Chris thing. I felt like I got my hopes up before this one and, and now I don't feel good about it. You don't? You don't think he plays? I don't know. I just won't feel as good about it either way. Everyone said, oh, it's fine if he plays game seven because they need him more. I don't know. I just, I guess this, it doesn't work anyway because, you know, the games are all two days apart now. But if he really wasn't ready to come out and try and close it out in Milwaukee, is he really going to be ready to go play in Boston? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, that's his season. I think he's going to want to. Well, of course. I think he, he's wanted to play in this one too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But he was coaching. Then maybe maybe you gotta maybe you gotta let him play just so he stops doing that. Then, if he was coaching in this game, you gotta. Did you do not something. see him like chew out Giannis on half court? He may be doing some of the better coaching in this game. I don't know. <laughs> but I just I don't want to focus breaking on breaking news much. here. The Lakers have requested uh, permission to interview Chris Middleton for the coaching vacancy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did they ask for a third Bucks assistant? Like, what? That's they saw one tonight, and they're like, wait, we haven't interviewed that guy yet. Who's he? <laughs> Sidney Dobner, come on down. Shouts to Sid. Other key, I'll, I'll do one. Play Javon. There we go. There we go. I'm I'm all the way in now. I'm all the way in. Like, I've been on, I've, I think it was last pod I said, like, it doesn't really matter. It, it matters. matters to me now. It matters. It matters to me now. Yeah. Just play I, I, I agree. My concern is if that's the key to game seven. I don't know. Well, if it's it's it. not it's not like a major key. It's just a part of part of the things we want to see. In it's game how you can but unlock, keys. It sounds better. It's I think you, we should see it. How you can unlock not getting shellacked by thirty points in the first half while one guy plays. It's a key to that, which I guess is pretty important. And you might still get shellacked, but it would have been nice to try it at some point, just in case you don't. Yeah, and there there is some evidence over the course of the season, and even with just the kind of player Javon is that. Like, is he better than George Hill with a really bad neck? He yeah, made as many I, I shots. I think I guess he is. He made as many shots in a minute and a half as Grayson and George did in 40 combined minutes. Wow. I mean, 
come on, man. Like, come on. I don't know what else has to happen at this point. Besides, you don't want this to happen, obviously, but literally besides a guy being unable to play, I don't see what else could possibly happen to show you Javon has to play over these guys. I agree. Not like there's literally no reason why he shouldn't be playing, especially with what we've seen from George Hill, what we've seen from Grayson Allen. Just, just let the man play. He's clearly a great interview. He is clearly a great interview. Great interviewers helps too, of course. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know if the books can let the Celtics over 90 points. It depends on Bobby. That was one of my keys for game six. It didn't happen. They need Bobby to score. He just hasn't. He's He's been good relatively despite that, but they need it. They just need it because he's going to have to play a lot. We've talked about a lot, you know, mm-hmm. how few guys they have who can play. He is one of them, even without scoring. He's been good out there. I, I want to say it feels to me like two guys have been targeted successfully by Boston's stars, and that's Hill and Grayson. They've gone at Bobby a few times. I think he's held up, but they need him to score. They need him to score. He has not shot well all series. He has not scored well since games one and two in Boston. If he could just pull out a really strong, and again, really strong, like 15 points, which is very doable for Bobby Portis. That's how that's how you get to that situation. But if it's again like this for him, then yeah, you need to you need to really clamp Boston, which it's getting hard as Tatum finds a rhythm. It's it's just it's the fact that it's like we could talk about Tatum and Tatum forty six to Giannis is forty four, but it's also when you go to second and third, it's not just that Brown and Smart of twenty two and twenty one, it's that that's more than Drew Holiday, that it's more than Pat Connaughton. And then you're at a point where you're not making your depth pay in the way it should. You're not getting the benefit of that. And we've said all series, Bobby's offense is really the thing that is, it it literally played him off the court earlier in the series. We're at a point now where he just can't but be on the court. I I do think, though, if the books are to win this game seven, they're going to have to make it unbelievably ugly. And that doesn't mean like that Giannis isn't going to score 50 points. It's just I don't know if the rest of the team have like more than 40 in them. Oh, it's an either or, right? Either we actually get the role player scoring that we've been hoping for or that needs to happen. And both would be great. I, I think both probably is a little pie in the sky, but it sure would be great. It's always possible that we get a role reversal on this game and... The books go into to Boston and the energy's all there for the crowd, but that also brings a pressure. And you make a couple of trees early, you quiet the crowd, and you make a couple more, and you find yourself in a good position. You're able to, like, that's also one thing with this series, with how low scoring it is. Those runs are backbreakers because mm. they just come back to hurt you eventually. Like, you can get back to it in four, but there's going to be the runs either way. And if you've given up one of those to open the game, by the time all said and done, it I think it's more often than not going to come back to hurt you. Obviously, the books in game five are something of an exception to that, but they got their run back late. Uh, but that's to me, I, I am just worried about what kind of score it may need to be for the books to win. Their defense has been so good that I, I think they're up to that, but the holes in their defense are the players that need to play less. It's not to do with their execution. It's not really to do with a lot of what they're putting out there in terms of scheme. Celtics are finding it super, super difficult if there isn't a player for them to go and pick on. 
The, so, the points per possession switch versus drop is stark. They just can't drop much at all. It's not which is also against Boston. A lot of that is down to Brooke and, again, the way the personnel shift has gone. But then it's also, as we know, it's not Bobby's best spot to be in. It's not no. even Giannis's best spot to be in. So mm. if you're not going to be playing Brooke, switching is what makes sense. And that's what we've seen them do late in games. Like in the fourth quarter of both of these games, they just say, okay, we're just going to switch everything. Which I know we're talking about game seven, but like, do we do we just see like another thing about Bud is we're just seeing the good lineups only in the fourth quarter. Yeah. They, they, the Giannis and I think uh, Jeff called it Giannis and guards, which I think Pat, not really a guard, but. Wait, who's Jeff? Oh, Van, Van Gundy. Gundy. Van Gundy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, who's, I was like, yeah, I was like, am I way Jeff? off on a name again? Uh, he called it Giannis and guards, but that is like when they play like that, they're just so much better. And in this series, I, I should say. And I think you have to you have to go to it more. Just thinking about the depth, we thought Milwaukee's depth was such an advantage. It's two good games from Daniel Tice. I'm actually disgusted. It's it, it insults me. It insults my very essence when Daniel Tice is playing well against Milwaukee. They won his minutes again, right? Uh, they did. He was a plus four. It's backbreaking. That's the minutes you have to win. It's Daniel Tice. I know he's okay, but it's Daniel. He's not Tice. okay. They're they're just getting like outside of Pat, they're getting more consistency out of fewer options, which is the thing that hurts. The books have multiple options that should be able to help them off the bench. We're just not getting contributions, they're just not delivering. George's health probably doesn't help on that point, but then maybe he's just washed anyway. Yeah, I mean it wasn't like, a it wasn't an inspiring season prior no, to the it was It was and better than this, but that's always a possibility. But like Derek White, who wasn't great tonight, he did have one great burst, which is really important for the Celtics. And again, it's like those spells. Yeah, his best play might have come in the second quarter, but it helped them to put a run together that ultimately when you look at how close the game is down the stretch, like it really, really matters. Every point matters, every run you have over the course of the game. And that is an adjustment for Bud because it can't just be about, oh, well, the best guys will come in late and we'll get the winning run. It's No, it's the weight of the runs throughout the game is what adds up. Yeah. To that but note, I think... To it, fix that, it's starting lineup, right? Yes. And with the way Bud structures things, if you bring Pat in instead of Grayson, I think you're going to see much more of the best five players out there throughout the game. To that point, you know, the way that the Bucks again, just really, I think, started okay despite Boston making threes, took a lead for a little bit there, and then lost it in the second quarter. You play less Grayson. You don't spot, again, 30 points in those first half minutes, I think it was, or right around there. Maybe this game, it can be more like game three, where Tatum goes gangbusters, and the Bucks just, like, they come in with the lead and do just enough to get the win anyway. Like, they were still hanging in there until... You know, whatever it was when Tatum, it just it just added up to being too much. But that's because they had to make a comeback and deal with that. If you're bringing a lead in, you can survive that kind of outburst. I mean, Giannis had a, that kind of outburst and the Celtics survived because they came in with the lead. And I just think that's why I t- couldn't agree more that there needs to be more seriousness in this in the first half rotations. I mean, you can't wear everybody out by the fourth quarter, but there was just like these long runs with no timeouts. Grayson and Bobby playing together for extended stretches. It just made it really easy for the Celtics to build up that lead. And then the Celtics, uh, credit to them, uh, I did it again, but they were able to sustain it with, with some elite shots. It really sounds sarcastic, though. 
Well, it, it, I think it always kind of is when people say it, but it's true. You don't want to get into a war with snotty. No, I don't. Um, I will say one say positive. Home court has not really meant anything for either team this series. I was going to bring that up, yeah. It doesn't mean anything to the Bucks. It hasn't for two years. Like they, They're not afraid of going and winning on the road. We know they've done it. We've seen them do it in some of the most important games. Yeah. It won't phase them one bit, which is maybe the most important. Like they won't be stepping onto the court starting the game, being like, Oh, you know, this place feels hostile. They'll be ready to play whether they deliver a game, yeah, and whether they execute in a yeah, way yeah. that's up to standard is what's gonna matter. But I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, the crowd's gotten their heads. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just not gonna be a factor in that way. Although this is gonna be the most hostile crowd, but I mean, they just had to go you're saying, in. And, you're saying more hostile than Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah, than the, than the Barclays Library. Um, but they just had to go into Boston and win after Boston had tied it up in Game Five. It's it's this, the cadence of the series has been like weird Bucks win and then Celtics counterpunch. Just need to keep it up for one more game and and we'll be all right here. I want both of you to give me a bold prediction. Bold prediction for Game Seven. Hmm. I'm going to give I'll one. I'll start, though. Okay. Chris plays. That was going to oh. be mine. Ah, that's no repeats. Be mine. That's why I went first. Um, I really, I want one that I, that I really believe, and I'm struggling a little bit. I think we get the... It's, just, it's so unlikely with the load and everything and the evidence from many of the playoff games. I think we get the Drew Holiday offensive masterclass. I think we finally, I think it, I I think so. it happens. I, I mean, that's, you talk about the role it's players. Yeah, that's one of those things that could very easily swing the game. I, I, I think it's time. I, I trust Drew. He's a champ. Giannis goes for 50. Is that bold? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. We'll, we'll get, yeah, 50 is a lot of points. It might not even points. be that no, bold, yeah. though. That's bold. That's bold. That's bold. <laughs> But we He's all kind of expect and, it. We all kind of expect it. Forty three games. The problem is, I don't think Giannis going for fifty. Like, will it's not a equate to a Bucks win. win. It's no. what Tali said. Like, if if Drew gets twenty five, <laughs> that might honestly be more of a swing factor in the outcome of the game than Giannis going for fifty. That really says a lot about. What it. if Chris goes for fifty? Well, that would be that would be a hell of a storyline, Rohan. If Chris goes for fifty, uh, what will I do? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you sing? I've done that already. Multiple songs? Like, there'll just be like an, album. Uh, an acapella want, session with Rohan on the YouTube the next day? Nope. <laughs> don't want to mess with copyright laws. <laughs> if you sing it, it, you can't get hit for copyright. It's that is true. You're, al- you're allowed to cover it. Yeah. Oh, oh, YouTube, okay. full of cover versions. Oh, I'll go off then. Yeah, sure. The thing with Chris, do we think... He's if he does come back, he's most likely gonna look like a shell of himself. I don't see how he. He's look going to be else. the grace now. He's not gonna start. He's Pat's gonna start. He's gonna come off. Uh, yeah, back. I don't think he would start. The Bucks don't like to start guys when they first come back. This Lately. is just such a different scenario, though. But I don't. I don't I, think they would. Th- start it's kind of beside the point. I don't. I don't know if that matters in terms of. 
do we think he would be helpful enough just by being out there that if he's on the floor, the Celtics have to respect him and that's going to open things up? Do we? Yes. I'm firmly convinced he would bang in like four threes in 18 minutes or something. He's going to see Celtics green yeah. everywhere. 100%. And he's got to. 100%. Yeah. yeah. In Boston? Yeah. The Boston fans are going to be terrified beyond belief. There will be nothing sweeter than Chris deciding to play in Game 7 in Boston and just doing what he does to the Celtics over and over. I just I don't see how it wouldn't happen. That's what he does. I think he would come off the bench, though, if he played. You would sort of treat him like an extra bench guy. Like, if if his shot's falling, if he looks good, then you play him in the late stretches of games. If he doesn't, you just don't play him. Well, even if that's the case, I mean, if we could get Pat starting, so all of a sudden the starting lineup is solid all around, and then Chris is one of the guys coming off the that, bench. That's that like, would be nice. That would that's be just nice. a complete game changer for the potential. Like I don't even extra want to think about it. points. It's so yeah, you're getting too excited. I, I can see it. Yeah, well, th- it is. It'd be nice to have Chris Middleton. It turns out he's looking real spry, coaching the, on the sideline. But only come back if you're healthy, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Bucks team. Like I don't. Maybe this is just the obvious, or maybe everyone's just lost. This book team is really, really good. Like yeah. this, this Celtics team is formidable. The books are right there. They could still win this series. I, I would like to think we're not going to have to have all other kind of conversations on Sunday, and beyond that into next week. But I really, I don't know what this is telling us. We didn't know because it's telling us a lot of good about the books, and it's also kind of like. Hey, you know, if Giannis doesn't have enough help, things get really difficult in a hurry. Then bad bud decisions, like they cost you twice, three, four times as more. Like all of that stuff is kind of what we've known. Would uh, we have been happy before this if we knew they got to a game seven without Chris playing at all? I think yes. I, I, I going I think, into the yeah. series. I think without I the context of how we got there. Good. Without knowing any of the actual individual games, just that they split three. I mean, three. didn't we? Didn't we? We made predictions, though. We yeah, did. Yeah, I said like, Bucks and six. But that that oh, doesn't man. mean I also said Bucks and six. But I didn't I say seven. that as in, you know, I wouldn't be happy to get to seven. We also didn't know if Chris would play or not. I believe sure I believe in the books, Rohan is the is the point. But that doesn't That's mean like you. I'm not a. a well, I was about to say I'm not a fool, but believing in the books. <laughs> I was like going to say that's that's where they get you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I mean I wouldn't have been thrilled, but also I, I think there was there was a chance of this series just being an object disaster from the start, right? I mean I think we were pretty confident, but without Chris against a, a great defense, I mean that's going to be hard. We know even with Chris, the Bucks have struggled with half court shot making and generating enough points. Without him, it has been very grueling, to say the least. God, what I wouldn't want, I just want to see a, like, a li- nice little baseline turnaround right now. <laughs> it's just... Drew tried. He made, oh, I think, it would start the third quarter, he made one tough one and then almost made a second one. And uh, it's I just like, want to see a back and down of the turnaround at all. I just missed those FU threes from like the elbow where like he's, he kind of like, doesn't even really pump, he's just kind of there. And he he waits, waits for, for the defender waits for the guy to get closer and then just hits it. Oh, oh my goodness. I miss those. So we're like the full-on Wolverine meme right now. <laughs> <We're> just, 
<laughs> How could you not be? You can't. I gotta tweet that once we're done recording. <laughs> um, like the series yeah, is so just... close that it would not take much more for the books to already be true. We know this. The fact is, they have much more on the sidelines that available to play. Dark L- and Ham. Literal all star. Well, he, I hear he may play game seven. <laughs> it couldn't be worse. How, how good is Charles Lee? Can he is he better than George Hill right now? I don't know. He could give you some guard minutes. He he played some point guard in college. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chase and Allen and internationally did too. too right? Chase and Allen. Charles made Lee all does have a, teams overseas. Charles oh, Lee on. does have a reputation as like one of the better players among coaches. That's been his reputation on staff is that he's really, really good for development and for workouts because he can actually play and compete where most assistant coaches can't. So, yeah, let's you know get Charles and Darwin in the rotation. Everyone else this, wants to give them jobs. The books are like, hey, <laughs> you think you want to be a head coach? <laughs> How about we give you an NBA deal? Yeah, players make much more than coaches. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to turn back the clock? I think this entire conversation is more of an indictment on George Hill than anything we said previously. Yeah, because we're not 100% joking. No. I'm at like 85%. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, at like 50-50. <laughs> leave it to Rohan to make me seem like the rational one. George is old and injured. Yeah, and it's it's tough. It's Charles Lee's simple. not injured, to our knowledge, and he's well, old too. So, like, the advantage Charles. Is George sure. older than Charles Lee? That can't be it's true. Very, very it's close. close. Charles Lee is in his thirties. I think Charles Lee is older, but it's only like two years. Yeah, I, I would say Charles he's probably thirty-seven. I would, I would guess thirty-eight. Yeah. Charles Lee is thirty-seven. Oh, good one, Adam. Isn't it funny how that's? I mean, it makes sense, obviously, but like, oh, it's such a young coach, and it's like that's how old Chris Paul is. That's that's pretty crazy. All right, uh, any any last thoughts? Now that we've done our bold predictions. Giannis fifty burger from Adam Rohan. Yeah. Yours was Chris plays. Mine was Drew Holiday offensive. So the big three. That's fun. Oh yeah, big three predictions. I, I think that's maybe because I don't know how much confidence we would have had in fun predictions outside of the big trick. I thought about Bobby, but I felt like I talked about it enough earlier. I, I don't know if I'm predicting it, but I what do would know. Be, what would your over-under be for Bobby? For points? For a bold prediction or just? No, just if you were, what for what do you think the books need? What's the kind of range 15. you would look for? Okay. I think you get 15 and that changes everything. When's the last time they got 15 from a non Chris like or a, they got 14 from Pat tonight? Yeah, so non non Chris Drew Pat. I mean, I'll, I'll um, check now if Rohan, you want to start spooling up the outro, but I feel like yeah. I can't recall offhand. I, I have 15s. I just want to see Bobby hit double digits, man. Like, just, just he's been inefficient recently. Like, even his. Big three with a fourteen a from Bobby in Game Five, but on four for fourteen shooting. Exactly. We need some efficient role player shooting, not coming from Pat. Is Seventeen. That's not even a role player. He's a star. Seventeen rookie cookie in Game Four. Seventeen. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that might be the boldest prediction of all. And I said Charles Lee might play. No, 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 no. That that happened in Game Four. I'm saying. Oh. I'm not predicting. That was the last non-two to score fifteen. We know that Brooke 
Brooke Canham will do that if they find a way to keep him on the floor. Yeah, but the problem was they they lost his minutes. On the Celtics. In, they lost his minutes in that game too. It's just it's not enough. I'm you not could predicting. some losses if he gives you 17 points, but I they need Robert Williams and they need a whole bunch of stuff to go their way. I am not predicting 17 brookie cookies, points or made <laughs> shots. I so you were tweeting brookie cookies out. And yeah, I thought this was for. I didn't think this was just for any point he gets. He's not someone who never scores. I mean, so in this was, series, we're kind of. I was getting confused there. by you. Just said he got seventeen in game four. I know it, that's that feels like a long time ago now, Adam. It was Monday. That's, it was, I, I think my week. point still stands, Rohan. That's fair. What day is it? Today Friday. Yes. Yeah, it's Friday. Cool. Thank you. Friday uh, day night. This is the part of the podcast where someone else sings, is it not? Well, I think not Not tonight, unfortunately. The, the reviewers... I was checking the have, reviews just in case we had any more requests. And not yet. Soon. We do have a review we can get to. It's like, we don't have requests. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're done here. How many people reached out to you about that? I had a couple. <laughs> what did they say? Well... Uh, in funny enough, in one group chat, I had complete dichotomous reactions. Uh, Ooh, someone said it was word. beautiful, and someone else said that they were they had to stop listening because they were cringing so hard. See, that person is a coward. No offense if they're a listener, which it sounds like they are. It but, sounds like they might be. Well, the social clip got shared too. That's true. Got to put yourself well, out there to be yeah. great. Learn from Giannis and Rohan, the two greats. <laughs> Okay, I got something that close. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is if you if you're still here, uh, credit to you. This has been a very the crazy thing is people are. I know it's awesome. Like we have awesome listeners. I appreciate and love every single one of you uh, personally. That sounded weird. Um, I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, thank <laughs> you. I'll be very excited to hear. About that, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I do no, but like sincerely, yeah. I do appreciate no, every no, single one. It is. It's really cool. Uh, also, thank you to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the bag uh, secure is sure, processing. Yes, <laughs> make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening, uh, especially like YouTube podcast platform of choice. Uh, make sure you check out gspnstore.com. As Adam mentioned, there's new Win and Six merch live. You can be like the guy on national TV. That's so cool, by the way. That's so cool. Multiple Repping times. GSPN on ESPN. Which yeah. one's the better SPN? G. I think if we did a poll, we would we would wreck. Like we would wreck. Oh, yeah. We would really do well on the poll. I think I'm gonna drop some news. I, I've heard when we get 100k on YouTube, we drop the Rohan body pillow on GSPN <laughs> or GSPNstore.com. I mean, 100K, yeah, sure. Go I, I, say, I, I thought you said you were going to leave people alone when we got to a thousand, and now you're just out here openly threatening people. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's going to be a couple it listeners. depends on the people. A couple <laughs> listeners are going to chip in for a bot farm. We're going to wake up tomorrow oh, at 250K. <laughs> and thank you to those listeners. <laughs> well, no, 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 don't, don't, no, don't. We're going to get in trouble with YouTube. Well, we have a review. It's not our fault. We do have a review. Yeah. Well, don't say thank you to them. Don't encourage. Don't bot farm our subs. Don't get caught. Um, five-star review on Apple Podcasts from Jay Littman. Um, great pod exclamation point is the subject line. And Jay says, Celtics fan here. It's a rocky start, I know, but hang with me, listeners. 
Take your five stars and have a nice day. I do appreciate we've gotten there's a couple on, on YouTube as well that it's just like they're good. The good Celtics fans and some on Twitter, too. Not all for sure. But I will say there have been some good Celtics fans and shout out to the, the six of you total. It's so usually it's usually the opposite. Like everyone's like, "Oh man, there's only like a, a few bad apples." Ty's going to do complete opposite. There's only a few of you. you know, Shout you know out to the six good Celtics it's, fans. It's unfair of me. It's unfair of me because back when I blogged about multiple teams, I would try to post the stuff on Reddit, and I still follow some of those subreddits. So I see the Celtics post when I'm looking through my favorite subs are like stuff underwater like it's very like not really that basketball <laughs> no 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 like bridges and dams i don't know what you thought we were thinking about we still think it's weird your favorite stuff <laughs> oh, okay. is stuff underwater oh, I, I thought i thought you took stuff a, a bad way that's what the look was. no i just think it's weird I'll it's not what i expected I'll, I'll send you know what i'll, I'll I'm trying to think thank of where you, I can thank share you, this. Thank you, Jay, for the review. Thank you, that Jay, is very kind. It was very kind. But I see that, and people on Reddit always are, are terrible generally. So I see all these 500 comments saying Giannis is a lot. About the stuff underwater sub, though, is that are people good on there? Yeah, the comments are good there. There's a lot of good information on there. I can't pronounce it. It is. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Sub mechanophobia. Oh wow! Okay, great. Um, all I'll say is on the Celtics fan, this is a cool thing that adds to our collection from last year where I know on Apple we do have reviews from Heat fans, from Suns fans, from people who have checked in. And that is one of the fun parts of the playoffs is where people do kind of dip their toe in and they don't just uh, hate us for yeah. who we are. And in Ty's case, this is someone who loves stuff underwater. Yeah, I just dropped a, an example link into our group chat of the current top posts. It's Swedish Navy divers salvaging a cannon from the warship Cronin. I'm sure Jordan and Andrew will be thrilled to see without like be like, what is going on? It's pretty sick stuff, man. It's pretty sick. Hey, are there, are you guys not into this from seeing this is cool. Take us home, please. Wait, one more, one more. Sometimes I see these TikToks and it's like someone restoring an old rusty lock. Would you guys be into that too or no? Is this just me? <laughs> You're revealing a lot about yourself. I have yourself, tears. I have it's tears so cool. Did you see this once or is there multiple? No, I, like, get, I get them like once a week. Like something really I need rusty. to chill out. I'm going to look at some rusty locks. Get on rusty. It is. It is very. It's very. It's a great way to do it. Thank this. you for listening. Okay. Subscribe wherever you're, wherever you're listening to this madness. Oh, my goodness. If you're a rusty lock, hit up Ty in his DMs. If you're underwater, hit up Ty in his DMs. Uh, otherwise, pod random. We'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.